0: Barnett Contracting, Coriel Health, Element Waco Hotel, Hellberg Barbecue, Jim Turner Chevrolet, Schmalch's Sandwich Shop, Witt Building Supplies, and UBO Business Services. And now, ladies and gentlemen, here's Matt Mosley. Oh, it is Matt
1: Mosley. The Matt Mosley Show, here with Aaron Sexton on a... Oh, it's warming up just a little bit. A uh, overcast Wednesday, uh, at least as I look out my window, it is. But uh, what a what a time it is! The sports world, so much going on. I uh, got a big game coming up on Saturday. Bears and Frogs, we'll get it on, and uh, lots of things happening. We told you about all the games last night in the Big Twelve. And, Aaron, I did stop down for not the entire game. I went to a high school game last night. Saw some really good high school action. But then I got home, and because we had talked about it so much, I said, well, I better watch U of H. You know, I better watch U of H and BYU. And, well, BYU had every opportunity. They climbed back into the game, and, Aaron, they, they had that, what is his name, Kieran, uh, they have an unbelievable three-point shooter, and they got him a gorgeous look down by three, and he missed it. I mean, he he may be the best three-point shooter in the conference right now. Now, it was tough to watch, Aaron, because we were talking about Cryer and, like, kind of our thoughts on Cryer and, hey, where does he really fit in in this league now? You know, is he – one of the better players. Is he up and down a little bit? I will say in that game, he was very clutch. The It reminded me, Aaron, you know, Baylor used to get so many threes out of those rebounds, and the ball would get kicked back out, and then it's just almost automatic for him. I mean, he's great. Now, Aaron, you'll know some of the names of these guys. How does... How, how does Kelvin – and, of course, they lost a really good player this year. How does he always get the six, seven, six, eight sort of monster down low? <laughs> and, and sometimes they're a little bigger than that even, a little taller than that. But he's always got somebody, and you're like, well, okay. It, it, when you're watching a team and you hadn't watched them a lot this season, you're thinking, is he just a body? Does he take up space? And then you watch the guy with his back to the basket kind of back his way down and make a bucket. Now, BYU tried to counter. Aaron, I'm th- I was thinking to myself, thank goodness you didn't play this guy much against the Bears. I don't, I don't Tri- – Triori or, or however you say his name, T-R-I-O-R-E or something like – I mean, it was like Elton Brand had come back. <laughs> like, wait, what where – I mean, he he was the second coming of Elton, just down there moving people around, turning around, scoring, being kind of spry underneath the bucket. So, Aaron, you can't lose your home games. And you say, well, Matt, they were playing the number four team in the country. You still can't lose your home games. You can't in this league because while BYU is pretty good, Aaron, they fell to two and four, Mm -hmm. two and four. The only people that can get away with losing their home games is OSU because they lose every game. And sadly, the uh, they were up, oh, Aaron, by like 17 in the first half. And Mike Boynton's team, they gave it up. They coughed it up. Here comes TCU. I don't know if TCU's great. They just they had a good run in them. They can play tough D, and they like to race it up and down the court. Aaron, you talk about a place that used to be an extremely tough place to play. GIA, Gallagher IBA Arena. And that was sad. That was uh, and Aaron, I may have mentioned that recently. Last night was a reality check to me because I thought they gotta, they gotta fire this guy. It's, it's really sad because of how much I like him. And I think he's a really good recruiter. And it had to be tough for Avery Allen, who'd played there for several years, to be at TCU and score 15 in that game. But Aaron, that arena was... was I don't know if it was halfway full. You looked up at the second deck and the third deck, just all you saw was orange seats, empty seats. And it was like the crowd had go, had shown up wearing... As as empty seats, it was a bad look, and it, it made me it reminded me Aaron that they're going to have to uh, they're going to have to go elsewhere, they're going to have to go elsewhere with that with that job, and uh, and again I like Mike Boynton and and I hate that but I think that is the case uh, TCU wins it that gets TCU I believe to three and three. They are now an unranked TCU team. They had been ranked, and they will show up to Waco. Now, Aaron, one of the I, I'm watching Sports Center, and I'm asking myself a couple of questions, like why are we showing TCU women's highlights in the first like five minutes of Sports Center? I'm thinking they're playing UCF. UCF's like 0 and 6 or 0 and 7 in the Big 12. You know what, what, what's going on here? And Aaron, it was because. The Horned Frogs had to forfeit those two games. Didn't have enough players to play. Had open tryouts, and I got to say, Sports Center was wise to lead with it because fun story, fun coach. They had the coach on on an interview last night, and he was good and kind of and kind of interesting guy. Nixon, I think, is his last name. Coach Nixon and Aaron, one of their players that played, you know, several minutes in that game was from the volleyball team. She had played four years of basketball, big, tall volleyball player from TCU, and she came out, put on a basketball uniform, and helped the Frogs win. Saw her score her first bucket, looked pretty good down there playing low. Aaron, think about that. The volleyball players, their season's over. They're kind of getting ready for next year, maybe doing a little conditioning, but none of them are ready for basketball. And I saw pictures, Aaron, of like all kinds of undergrads. I mean, you got, like, tridelts out there, the, the Kappas. They're just showing up like, hey, we play some pretty good intramural ball. Let's let's show up at the open tryouts. Aaron, they took four of those young ladies. They took four from the open tryout, and they put a uniform on them, and they said, okay, now you're playing college basketball. We appreciate you. I mean, it's really like the 12th man. Well, the 12th woman, as the case may be uh it, at a and m i mean it, it i i aaron i think that's I to me that and again there was some pretty cool stuff that was happening last night in the sports world but i i kind of had that as the story of the night tcu finding a way after running out of players and so kudos to the frogs for showing that kind of perseverance now is ucf bad yeah i guess so I mean, you don't want to lose to a team that is that compromised. But, Aaron, I've got that down as a genius move by Nixon. He had two ranked opponents coming up. I mean, you know, it was was highly unlikely he was going to be able to survive that slate. I don't know if it was Iowa State and Kansas State, some version of that. And you know what he said? He's like, well, we we don't have enough players. We're going to have to forfeit those two games. And then they came back. They had their open tryouts. And they've now come back. Aaron, wasn't that kind of fun? I mean, I got to say that's a final. I don't come on here, you know, championing the frog very often, but I think for women's basketball, and and I thought it was a kind of a courageous, cool story.
2: Yeah, you didn't, with the way things were going with them, even bad teams, you didn't know if they had enough players to even compete with them. It was really cool to see that win last
1: night. Yeah, yeah, frogs, frogs find a way. Now. We've got stuff going on across the, the NFL and the NBA. Um, let's start by updating you on a story we had. ESPN has lost a broadcaster to uh, the NBA. Doc Rivers has agreed to a deal, this is earlier today, to be the Bucks coach. Aaron, when you fire your NBA uh, broadcast team on ESPN and ABC... <clears throat> and you replace them with a big-time coach, that coach may get hired at some point. He did. He did. And now they're scrambling to find somebody to do the games with Doris. I would go – I would not overdo this. I would just, for now, go with Breen and Doris. Breen calls a great game. Doris talks a great game. Uh, She does a nice job in analysis. Just go with the two – Go with a two-person booth. I don't. I don't think you necessarily have to jam somebody in because you know. What, what, you know what they'll do, Aaron. They'll take somebody off their, off their studio show, and so it'll be. I would not mind Richard Jefferson. I would not want them to go Kendrick Perkins. I mean, there's a place for Kendrick, but it's not in the booth of a of a major NBA game. Um, Aaron, would you be okay with a two-man, the two-person booth, or do you think you have to you have to roll a third voice in there?
2: No, I'm I'm great with two-man booths. I a lot of times yeah. you really don't need that third man.
1: Yeah. At I least mean, like there's no college game where you have a three-person booth. I mean, why do you have to have that in the NBA? Why can't Doris just do it alone? So, I don't think it's that huge of a deal and they're losing Doc and while Doc brought some pretty good commentary and good knowledge to the air, Doc is one of those guys, now he's not as bad as P.J. Carlissimo, but he's, he's had a lifetime of coaching. He's coached for 25 years of screaming and hollering, and his voice just is never there. And I've, I've never understood. I mean, you know, again, the information is fine. But to put somebody on the air that is hard to listen to for most of America is never a real smart choice. Again, the content's fine. But it's like when they they would put, like, it's even worse, Aaron, that PJ's better on TV than he is on radio. You definitely don't want to put somebody on radio that just cannot even get a word out without, like, scratchy, awful. Radio is just kind of the, the theater of the mind. It's a medium where, again, and I'm not coming on here saying, oh, man, everybody needs to sound like I do because uh, I, 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 <laughs> I, think, I think there are obviously uh, days people could do without my voice. Um, but Lord help when you have somebody just kind of screeching around, and that's like listening to a Carlissimo game. Uh, so anyway, get Doc's moving on, and he is back. Now, in NFL news, and we'll have more in NFL Confidential. Joe Barry is out as the Packers' defensive coordinator. Um, there are some things happening around the league and people that think they could move in there. Fangio has been let go, and so there's some thoughts. Let's see. He's out as the Dolphins' defensive coordinator, The Eagles apparently have made him their top target. If you're wondering, if you're trying to remember, how do I know Vic Fangio? He's the guy that was with the, oh, the Broncos or somebody a few years ago, Aaron. You remember, and Fangio shut down the Cowboys and then kind of talked about it and talked about how easy the blueprint was for shutting down the Cowboys. And so he kind of became known for that. So, Packers will probably turn to uh, Vic Fangio. Mike McDonald said, Aaron, I want to thank Vic for his contribution in 2023. When we assessed the season, it became apparent that this w- was the best path forward for all parties involved. Fangio worked with the Eagles for two weeks um, last year as a consultant helping them prepare for the Super Bowl before eventually joining the Dolphins. He is 65 years old, right? So, I don't know. Compared to Belichick, and Pete Carroll, and some others, that's pretty young. Pretty young. Sabin, the whole, the whole bunch. Um, also, Aaron, the Titans have announced – I, I don't totally understand. The, the, the Titans have done this in a weird way. They they promoted Rand Carthon, Carthon and Chad Brinker to be in their front office. And so, honestly, the way this story has been presented, it's kind of like, yeah, we got a new coach, but, hey, Rand Carthon and, um, and Chad Brinker are running this whole thing. You know, they, it really seems like the coach – is like the third step down. Most times we cover these stories, we're really only interested in who became the coach, and then the GM and everything else kind of comes after that. The Titans are acting like, oh man, this is this is a huge promotion, Rand Carthon. So it always is interesting to me, era when they move on from coaches or GMs or whatever, and then it's like the next next man up. Let's go hire the person who's already been in this organization and is part of, you know, why we're firing the people they reported to. So whatever you want to make of that. Now, they did go and hire Brian Callahan, who has been the Bengals' offensive coordinator. Um, He's done some good things. He's worked with some great quarterbacks, including Peyton Manning with the Broncos um he goes all the way back to when he was a kid he now this is Bill Callahan's son if you're wondering hey have I heard that Callahan name before you have this is Bill Callahan's son he's probably about 40 years old young guy young coach but he is now going to take over the Titans after spending the past five seasons as the Bengals offensive coordinator now Aaron the Bengals' OC job was largely ceremonial because Zach, you know, their head coach. I and Aaron, you could check double check me on this. I think Zach called the plays uh, with Joe Burrow and all that. Now maybe they had turned some of that over to Callahan, but he Burrow and everybody else has has they've been singing his praises. Same with Peyton Manning. So I don't know if it's a great hire or not. But that is who is the head coach now of the Titans. All right, we're going to go to Kansas City, where the Chiefs are getting ready to go play in the AFC title game. And from the NFL Network and NFL.com, Jeff Chadia joins us next.
3: Baylor, Big 12 Women's Basketball on ESPN Central Texas.
4: The 13th ranked Baylor women back in action Sunday in Stillwater against Oklahoma State. 1230 for the countdown to tip off. 1 p.m. tip off Sunday. Follow the
3: Bears through the Big 12 Conference with Derek Smith and Lori Fogelman here on the flagship station for Baylor women's basketball.
0: ESPN Central Texas. Morrison's Gifts would like to thank all of their friends, family and extended family their customers for another amazing year. They would also like to extend a special thanks to M&M broadcasters ESPN Central Texas and Shooter FM for helping grow their business through the uncertainty of the pandemic and recent economic concerns. Morrison's Gifts would especially like to thank the community for shopping local. Morrison's is a proud Baylor alumni owned business serving gift giving needs of Central Texas. Go see our friends at Morrison's Gifts on the corner of Waco Drive and Valley Mills close to Jason's
5: did you know that a male ostrich can roar like a lion did you know that in japan you can buy watermelons shaped like pyramids or that ketchup was originally sold as a medicine hi there this is the foundation doctor i bet something else you didn't know is that foundation movement can often be stopped by injecting soil stabilizer into the soil around your home So for doors that are sticking
4: and cracks in your walls, the foundation doctor will make a house call. At NeighborWorks Waco, we understand that buying a home can feel overwhelming, but our dedicated team of experts is here to guide you through the entire process, making it as stress-free as possible. We offer FHA, VA, conventional, and USDA home mortgage products. If you need that additional assistance to help you get into a home, we offer down payment and closing cost assistance. Visit us today at nw-waco.org or call 254-752-1647 and let us help you make home ownership a reality.
6: Listen to the Matt Mosley Show online at CentexSportsFan.com.
5: Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee, but with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from six to eight thirty in the morning, or from five to ten in the evening, and we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week. Bank different. Bank Central.
0: Device very limited to details. Start off 2024 in style with the new Buick Envision from Richard Carr. ready the number one compact SUV from J.D. Powers. The Envision has room for the family, advanced safety features, and a whispered quiet drive. Right now, qualified buyers save $5,000 on a 2023 Buick Envision at Richard Carr Buick. Or at least a new, well-equipped 2023 Buick Envision for only 3 dollars per month. Call now, get here now, or log on now, and drive home in your new Buick today.
4: Richard Carr, we give you more.
7: An exceptional experience and extraordinary results, that's what you receive when you hire the attorneys at Cherry Johnson Sigmund James Law Firm. Craig Cherry, Ryan Johnson, Mark Sigmund and Scott James are trial lawyers with 100 plus years of combined experience specializing in catastrophic personal injury and product defect cases as well as business disputes. They have unmatched credentials, real-world experiences, and a passion to serve your legal needs. The lawyers at Cherry Johnson Sigmund James have obtained substantial settlements and over $2 billion in verdicts for their clients, due in no small part to their ingenuity and relentless tenacity. They also have knowledge in business, finance, and engineering. Learn more about Cherry Johnson Sigmund James at cjsjlaw.com. Their Waco office is on the ninth floor in Roosevelt Tower, 400 Austin Avenue.
8: How do you measure the human spirit? In pounds? In milliliters? In the distance
3: traveled between yesterday and today? Or maybe there's no way to measure the human spirit. Because as you remind us every day, it simply has no limit. Learn more about how we care for your whole body, mind, and spirit at adventhealth.com.
6: Now, back to the Matt Mosley Show on ESPN Central Texas. The
1: Matt Mosley
9: Show, ESPN Central Texas.
1: Jeff Chadia, now joining us from NFL.com, the NFL Network. And, uh, Jeff, I I mean, I hope that you can perhaps step outside the house today. I know you've been out moving around. Um, We don't know what to make. Dallas did get some frigid weather here recently. It freaks us all out. I think Kansas City's better prepared for it, but it still has to be. I guess it's not you having spent so much time in Michigan. It's really nothing for you, but I, I would say Kansas City's just kind of right on that edge. There, it's like a cold weather town, but they're they're. It's the Midwest. I mean, are are you are do people freak out about this stuff or? Or, or is everybody just totally used to it at this point?
10: Uh, I wouldn't say they freak out. And I would say that there are colder places that I have lived, not only Michigan, but I went to school in, in Wyoming. So, yeah, it uh, you know, 30 <laughs> degrees is not, you know, serious weather. But, you know, where we were a couple weekends ago when it was. You know, negative five and wind chills of negative twenty. That that's that's hardcore stuff. So there there were some people who went to that game a couple of weeks ago against Miami, and they paid a heavy price for it.
1: I I bet you're like me. You sit up in the press box and in the warmth. And I remember being at that NFC title game. We were probably there together, hanging out in 2007, and it was like Packers minus Giants, 20, minus 25. You know, uh, you know, wind chill or whatever. But all we're doing is trying to, you know, get inside really quick. And I always, I'd always, i always just sit and wonder uh, and, and just watch the fans and think, like, how can they possibly be doing that? Now, you yeah. played collegiately, and you played in some of that crazy weather. What's always wild to me is the players going with the short sleeves. And part yeah. of it is, like, the offensive linemen, I know they just don't like people being able to grab onto anything – but then you see you see like Tyreek Hill or some of these receivers and you're just like why why would you do it and it and is it some it's it's almost like they're out there literally like kids trying to mm-hmm. prove who's the toughest right and yeah. and uh, it's just it seems preposterous
10: Yeah yeah I mean there's uh, I guess there's some theories about like which part of your body which part of your body are most susceptible to cold and generally your arms aren't as bad as your wrists or your ankles or, you know, your your neck or your head. You want those areas covered. But I remember talking to Jared Allen, you know, Hall of Fame potential Hall of Fame defensive end for the Chiefs and the Vikings and the Panthers. And he used to talk about when he was a younger player in Kansas City. He'd come out in that kind of weather with no shirt on, running around in warm ups and, you know, trying to be tough. And I saw him in Carolina and asked him about doing that now and he's like, There is no way in hell. <laughs> see, that guy fifteen years ago was an idiot to be out there running around. It's cold as hell. I want to get back inside as soon as possible. Um <laughs> I, I think it's part of being young and foolish and thinking you want to be tough and when you're older you realize it's it's better to be better to be smart.
1: Yeah, I would say so. Um The the Chiefs got it together at the exact right time. Uh, Most of the season, it's kind of like, well, they're not what they used to be. Oh, they're not going to make it this year, and they're right back to where they always are. Were you buying into that like six weeks ago or whatever it was, or five weeks ago, like um, this team's really not playing well enough? Or do you just go, wait, the culture of this team and how they play, they might be able to overcome – whatever they're suffering from, which was drops. Mahomes not being able to trust folks folks not lining up properly. You know, there were there were there were a lot of things that were happening. Were were you in the camp that hey, I think this Chiefs they're just not that good, or did you always think in the back of your mind, as long as they have Mahomes, they have a chance here?
10: Well, a little bit of both. I mean Mahomes does give you a chance, but I was certainly more in that camp and still in the camp of they're not as good as they were in previous years, and and that, that's been consistent. I mean, you look at their statistics, and it's not just drops and it's not just penalties, but their minus 11 in turnover ratio, uh, I think they averaged like 22 points a game this year, or 23 points a game this year, when at the height, I think over the last five years, they've averaged around 29, 30-plus with Mahomes under center, uh, they're not as explosive as they were, and they don't have the depth of weapons that they've had in the past. And they've been able to, uh, you know, they've been able to get the most out of Travis Kelsey as he's getting up there in age. Rasheed Rice, who you guys know from the Dallas area, played at SMU, has been a, a, a nice surprise as a rookie. But you know, I look at them overall, and they're just not as—they're not as talented, to be honest with you, as they were in the past. And, and they don't have that dominant receiver to offset Travis to compliment Travis Kelsey and Kelsey slowed slow down so yeah I think that Mahomes gives you a shot but I think a lot of their success so far in the postseason has been about playing defenses that are pretty beat up
1: Jeff Chadia reporting live from Kansas City um what's the delicacy there Oh, the uh those, those burn-ins you've introduced Burn me to in. several places yeah, yeah. They're, they're in the, the barbecue Oh man, I and I brought that up with the Big 12 commissioner during that one-on-one I had with him. You'll recall that with Brett Yormark, and you've never seen just a more faraway look in a man's eyes. I guess he spent <laughs> so much time in the Northeast, had no clue what burnt ends were, and had to look at his PR man for help. Like What, oh, what wow. is he asking me? What is he wow. asking me here? And I just said, Hey, you're in. You're in Kansas City. This is a big deal here. The burnt ends. And, of course, Texas and Kansas, you know, you know they argue over who has the best barbecue and all of that. But uh, nobody would argue against the burnt ends uh, part of this. Um, yeah. And I, it's interesting you brought up Kelsey. It's it's still amazing to me that people like Kelsey and Kittle and even now kind of Laporta to a certain extent, you know it's like, wait, this is all this guy has. This is, and again, Rashi Rice. There's been some nice players come along, but still – you know where Mahomes wants to go. And still you'll look up in a major game and he's running free. He's running <laughs> free with I, nobody 10 yards from him. It's I guess it's partly the the you know his greatness. He's still that you know good enough to get out there and do some things. And then it's again it's head scratching things that a team like the Bills would do. Like how yeah. do you not account for Kelsey? Is I mean I do you, do you kind of equate this to the whole Gronk uh relationship to Brady? I mean, basically they just took over for that, didn't they, and now have become their own entity and it feels like this thing may never end.
10: Yeah, well, you look at the numbers that they put up, you know, as uh, you know, since they've gotten together and it's I think they're the best pass catching duo in playoff history now. Right, I mean, in terms of touchdowns and yards and reception, that that's overall, not just tight end, quarterback talking like quarterback and wide receiver, Jerry Rice, Joe Montana type stuff. Nobody's done it better than those guys have. Um, but I, I really think, you know, it's a couple of things. One, you know, the, the last game of the season, Kelsey had a chance to get a thousand yards for the eighth straight year. No one's ever done that <clears throat> at his position. He sat. He didn't want to do it. Didn't want to. Uh, you know, risk injury and wanted to get the rest. And that's paid off for him. So he's been able to get a little more um, re-energized. Uh, the first game against Miami, they were down five defensive starters. So they were just out there just trying to just survive. And, you know, it was the weather was a factor. And I think this past game was really more about two things. One, the Bills wanted to take away Rasheed Rice, who's really been playing well and the – Mm-hmm. Last six or seven games, and so he only had four catches in this game. So I think they said we'll see if Travis Kelsey can beat us. And guess what? Travis Kelsey against AJ Klein, a guy who was going on vacation to Key West when the Bills called him up a few weeks ago, <laughs> couldn't keep up with Travis Kelsey in a, in a big playoff game. And not to exactly anybody else who was who was there. They had lost Terrell Bernard, who was there, the guy one of their starting linebackers a week earlier. So it was a it was a big mismatch, and the Chiefs took advantage of it. But, again, I think it's going to be much hard. I imagine in this Ravens game, you'll see Kyle Hamilton, their all-pro safety, who's 6'4", 220, mm-hmm. uh, pretty close in size to Kelsey, uh, defending him a lot. You'll see Roquan Smith and Patrick Queen, a couple of all-pro, you know, all pro-bowl linebackers, dealing with him. And, really, he's had some games, and especially in the second half of the season. I think he had, like, one touchdown catch in the final eight games of the season. And he had some games where he was like, Three catches 16 yards and so it wouldn't surprise me if they were able to take him out of the game again with that with that contingent of players
1: I just wonder how Lamar you always wonder how people are going to function he's great but he hasn't been to this place I mean I think he was yeah. before that win the other day he was one in three which is more like Cowboys quarterback territory when it comes to playoff wins but Obviously, you think he'll be able to function extremely well at home, but you just feel like Mahomes' experience of having done this year after year after year, I I don't know. I I have a hard time weighing that because Lamar's now been around long enough where he is a veteran. We can't be talking about him like, oh, Lamar's only in his second or third year. Yet, there is something to Patrick Mahomes – having done this time and time and time again, like how big a, how big a factor is that in your mind? Or, or is that is that overblown in a sense? No,
10: it's not overblown. It's, it's enormous. And especially when you factor in he's on the road and he really relishes having anything to put a chip on his shoulder. And so, yeah, he, he felt that way going to Buffalo. People are questioning whether he could win on the road after having all these playoff games at home throughout his career. And now I'm sure he feels that same way going to Baltimore. He recognizes the challenge the Ravens present with that defense and Lamar on the other side. So that's going to get him hyped up. And yeah, I mean, I think having been here does matter because they're not going to get uh, overwhelmed or intimidated by mistakes or things that don't go their way early on. And and this team has always fought. This team has always been able to find ways to uh have opportunities to win games uh, under my I think that we've only been blown I only lost by I think more than 10 12 points in a game, I think like four or five times in his career. So, I don't think it's going to be like you saw against the Texans last year last week when the Ravens just rolled them in the second half. Um but, you know that being said, You know, it's not like basketball where you got one player who can go out there and dominate. Like, you got to have guys catching the ball. (laughs) You got to have guys, you know, not going on. You got to have guys blocking and tackling and doing a lot of things. And that's really where they've been inconsistent this year because he's played, he's played okay. He's played good, but the other players around him too often haven't played great.
1: All right. Speaking of basketball, Embiid with 70 the other night. I was at the (laughs) Mavs Celtics game. He goes for seventy. there's another player that goes for sixty two Carl anthony towns uh yeah. I mean Cat goes for sixty two and I was watching and, and listen, the Mavericks, even with Kyrie and Luca together, they're almost worse when the two of them are out there together i mean i, I <laughs> what I love is like people watch this over and over again and still will write like, oh they, these guys, you never know what they could do in the playoffs, and I want to be like. I'm watching this night after night. In the rare times, they're both out there and both, yeah. both healthy to play. They're not good together. Like, whoever <laughs> thought that two huge ball-dominant players, I, I don't understand. Uh, anyway, you, I got to thinking about that. I was watching that the other night, and I was, and I was, and I was thinking Tatum, if he wants to, in this game, like Jason Tatum or Jalen Brown could go for 50 or 60. They just chose mm-hmm. not to. They just chose to, hey, there's Drew. Let's give him a three. Oh, there's Derek White. Let's get, let's. <laughs> Let's let him go, um, but uh, yeah, I was uh, doing some NBA work the other night. Now, of course, Mavs are rumored to be in some trades, and I, yeah, I wish you you don't, you don't love that pairing, huh? I'm big on that pairing, are you? It's it's you know, again, Kyrie is is one of the smartest guys in, in American history, and he can explain a lot of things to us, and so I admire that. And then Luca is just like, I wish you could have been there the other night with me, Jeff. It was like. He was like, I, I was just seeing the future. Like every bit of his body language was like, I, I can't do this for much longer. I have to go somewhere where I don't, I, I don't have to go down to the block and yeah. then throw it to me every single possession for us to have any chance to win. Because like yeah. that's it. He's already there. He's already yeah. like got horrible body language, <laughs> and he's great.
10: Yeah, he's <laughs> sitting there watching the Nuggets. Like, why
1: can't we play like that? I can't
10: have a bunch of guys. <laughs> You can run and shoot and rebound? And I just kind of do my thing. Why can't we do that? Yeah,
1: yeah. A superstar who's like, who's out here running around? Oh, let's let Michael have a touch. Let's <laughs> let KCP. You know, let's. Who wants to? Yeah. Who wants a touch right now? Let's let's spread yeah. it around a little bit. All um, right. I. I. By the way, I came across this column. I thought you would like this. Somebody's writing about the. Um, is, I don't know how I came across this. They're writing about. They said the Ravens' quarterback is similarly magical. As Mahomes, you know, talking about Lamar, but if there was ever a guy to counter that magic, it's Spagnuolo, and I just had to laugh because I, I mean, I, I, I've covered him for a long time. and I like him and all, but it, it was, it was an interesting angle. It was just kind of like, mm-hmm. oh my gosh, the one man that can slow down Lamar is the great Spagnuolo. And and I will yeah. say that was big the other day to slow the Bills down because that got like a you got to score every time you have the ball and then the fourth quarter that just stopped that stopped and part of that was the Chiefs defense you got to hand it that but I I thought you would find that somewhat amusing that Spagnuolo is somewhere like he's the magical guy that is going to shut everything down
10: yeah the Gandalf the great you know getting ready to pull (laughs) some wizardry out of the Lord of the Rings right gonna just like magic ball of fire, (laughs) there goes Lamar, he's turned into a, to a a Muppet, you know, on the field. Um, (laughs) um, And I have great respect for Spagnuolo. I think he's been, when he showed up here, this defense was really a train wreck and he's been a big part of their two championships. I don't mean, the Chiefs can win the game. I, I feel like I'm tearing down the Chiefs every time I answer a question you give me, but Here's what I'll say about their defense. They're very – a lot of good players, talented in the secondary. Corners are really good. Chris Jones obviously can be a monster when he's motivated. But what I tell people about the, the Chiefs is, is two things. One, when they play mobile quarterbacks, they've lost to Russell Wilson. they lost to Josh Allen. I almost lost to Josh Allen the second time. They Bills had a good chance of winning that game. Lost to Jalen Hurts. Lost to Jordan Love. And so they've lost six games in the regular season, and four of those games were against quarterbacks who move around pretty good. And so that's always been a bugaboo for Spagnolo's defense because he likes to blitz a lot. And when you blitz quarterbacks who are who aren't mobile, you get home a lot. But when you blitz quarterbacks who are mobile, you can get burned a lot. <clears throat> and so that's really, the, I think, the big, big question for me is how are they going to defend him? If you got corners out there running around playing man coverage, of their backs on Lamar Jackson. He's going to he's going to destroy you running the football. The other thing, and I'm not trying to minimize what the Chiefs defense did because they, they had a really good defense, second in the league in points, second in the league in yards. They only beat one playoff team in the regular season. And until they beat Buffalo, that was the second win. They beat Miami twice. That's the only team in the playoffs that they played that they beat. And when people tell me about this run they've been on with only allowing seven points or less in the second half of their last six games and how great they've been playing, they played the Bengals with a backup quarterback. They played the Raiders with a backup quarterback. They played the Patriots with whatever you want to call Bailey Zappi. <laughs> they played the Chargers yeah. in the season finale with the Eastern Stick. They played the Dolphins in sub zero temperature weather, a team that has always played that's played poorly against anybody who's any good this year. And it's like, I don't mean again, I don't mean to bag on them, but. They're not the same defense as the Ravens. The Ravens have yeah. played nine teams with winning records and beaten them all by 14-plus points. Like That, to me, is the difference between these two teams.
1: I like that. I, I, the Chiefs are the anti-Cowboys. They limped through the regular season, just kind of survived it, did enough to get in the tournament, and then they'll probably go to the Super Bowl. The Cowboys yeah. just <laughs> race through the regular season, never yeah. lose at home, unbelievable at home, uh, win 12 games every season, and then exit stage left. So you've got uh, – and the two owners, by the way, are about a block away from each other. They live right yeah. down the street from each other. And, uh, and I, it always leads me when the Chiefs do really well or win a Super Bowl, I can always issue that line about, you know, it's great to have a Super Bowl-winning owner in town or something. People, people like to yeah. uh, do that. <laughs>
10: yeah. um, well, I, I, can, I can tell you that Jerry Jones probably talked more this season than Clark Hunt's talked in the entire Patrick Mahomes era. So that may be part of the problem down there.
1: Yeah, it's like Clark shows up, and he's got – honestly, even when you interview him, let's not act like he's the greatest quote ever. And so, like, I think even if he kind of went over to the media, they might say hello to him, but, like, they're not desperate to try to get quotes from him. But uh, nice guy. I like like Clark. I don't want that to come across the wrong way. Uh, I do run into him from time to time. Um, All right, well, I hope we see at least one wild – lateral I, I I was making this point the other day uh, Jeff that like I think the bills have played so much against the Chiefs like it gets in their system like let's do some stuff the Chiefs do and so we saw that the other day like uh, you're you're like in the open field and you turn around and lateral the ball 10 yards like that's a that's a new and fun form of football. That we literally haven't seen much in the last twenty-five or thirty years, and so yeah, I'm a, I'm there for it. A
10: frisbee football move, right? Like when you're playing like ultimate frisbee back in college days or whatever, you just ran and just threw the ball backwards, or like a rugby type play. That's that's what it felt <laughs> like, didn't it?
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. I I don't know what it, what was that called? Like it was frisbee. It was um, ultimate frisbee. Uh, something there's ultimate, some kind ultimate of game. Frisbee. Yeah, yeah. I think you're right. You're right. I never. I gotta be honest with you. I never. Um, I never could, was that great at throwing the frisbee, like, you know, yeah. getting it where I needed it to go. I always thought the guys that could go to the beach and could really wing that thing and know exactly where it was going just had a little bit of an advantage, you know. Yeah, you were too uh, much of a renaissance, man. I, I
10: see you, like, on the sideline with a, a nice cocktail and a, and a book. You may read Moby Dick or something like that in college where that was going on. Like, just yeah. enjoying your, the, the more cerebral parts of, of college life.
1: Yeah, I remember I went to Baylor. You can lose the cocktail in that, the- but maybe some of the other stuff. Uh, but I, <laughs> okay. I always wanted to throw the frisbee the other way. Those guys that could take it and and you know what I mean, like change their mm-hmm. arm angle and kind of throw it that other way. Now, to me, those guys really had something going. All right, Jeff, we, it's devolved into frisbee throw, uh, which is totally you know my my doing as yeah. always. Uh, thank you, man. I um. This is going to be fun. Another AFC title game. You're you're like the uh, Cowboys in the '90s for people that lived in Dallas. You just kind of like, hey, this will never end. And here you are. You settled in Kansas City. You thought you were settling. Hey, nice place. Get to be with the family. You know, and, and, but you didn't know that you were literally going to have a potential Super Bowl team every single season. So yep. you uh, you sort of unknowingly you you ended up in the right place. Yeah,
10: maybe I'm maybe I'm the good luck charm. Maybe I'm the guy who brought the all the good fortune here.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's. Uh, I think you should go with that for sure. Yeah, the uh, <laughs> <laughs> the Chadia uh, good luck charm. that's it. Yeah. Hey, well, well, thank you. I appreciate it, and I'll uh, I'll be in touch, sir. All right, man. Take care. Always fun. You bet, Jeff Chadia from the NFL Network, NFL.com. You can read his stuff. That is Jeff Chedia, C-H-D-I-H-A. And Aaron, sadly, and I think Bryce was about to write about this the other day. I need to get on Waco Trib and read what he said about it. Um, We all grew up worshiping and loving, any of us that were sports writers or loved sports, Sports Illustrated. And that's where Jeff rose to fame as a Sports Illustrated writer. And sadly, in case you haven't seen this story uh, si has ba- is basically on its way out altogether, um, based on some just horrible decisions, and uh, and one of the great brands in the history of sports seems to be going down the tubes, and uh, that's very very sad. And Aaron, I'll tell you my, I'll tell you my uh, Sports Illustrated story one of these days. All right, let's continue. It is time for the NFL Blitz Package.
3: Join us for the Baylor Coaches Show this Thursday, live from Rudy's, with the voice of the Bears, John
4: Morris. Join us Thursday and hear from equestrian head coach Casey Maxwell and men's basketball head coach Scott Crew.
3: That's Thursday from 6 till 7 p.m. for the Baylor Coaches Show here on the home of the Bears, ESPN Central Texas.
7: An exceptional experience and extraordinary results That's what you receive when you hire the attorneys at Cherry Johnson Sigmund James Law Firm. Craig Cherry, Ryan Johnson, Mark Sigmund and Scott James are trial lawyers with 100 plus years of combined experience specializing in catastrophic personal injury and product defect cases as well as business disputes. They have unmatched credentials, real world experiences and a passion to serve your legal needs. The lawyers at Cherry Johnson Sigmund James have obtained substantial settlements and over $2 billion in verdicts for their clients, due in no small part to their ingenuity and relentless tenacity. They also have knowledge in business, finance, and engineering. Learn more about Cherry Johnson Sigmund James at cjsjlaw.com. Their Waco office is on the ninth floor in Roosevelt Tower, 400 Austin Avenue.
8: How do you measure the human spirit? In pounds? In milliliters? In the distance
3: traveled between yesterday and today? Or maybe there's no way to measure the human spirit. Because as you remind us every day, it simply has no limit. Learn more about how we care for your whole body, mind, and spirit at adventhealth.com.
4: The savings continue with the Start Something New sales event at Allen Samuels in Waco. Say big right now and get all 2024 Jeep Grand Cherokees at 10% below MSRP for all 2023 Jeep Compass and Renegades for 10% below MSRP or 2023 Gladiator Overland with over $13,000 in savings. First responders get an extra $500 in savings only at Allen Samuels in Waco. Come by, let's be friends.
9: Call James at 254-422-5375. That's 254-422-5375. Central Texas, it's time to support our youth. You're invited to attend the 2024 McLennan County Junior Livestock Show and Youth Fair February 5th through the 9th at Extra Co. Events Center in Waco. More than 500 McLennan County 4-H and FFA students will be exhibiting livestock for an opportunity to sell at the annual Sale of Champions Friday, February 9th at 6.30 p.m. Last year's sale brought in a million dollars for student college funds and future projects. For more information, call 254-722-2597 and like the McLennan County Junior Livestock Show on Facebook.
1: It's Matt Mosley. You can make the decision right now to get lasting relief from that awful joint pain for 2024. Don't go another year compromising because of that pain in your knees or shoulder or like my neck, for instance. Call QC Kinetics now. QC Kinetics is the nation's leader in regenerative, non-surgical pain relief. No drugs, no surgery, no downtime. This is not a Band-Aid. This is a revolutionary treatment that can get you moving again, get your life back. And listen, it's non-surgical. It's very important. If this is the year you decide to fight back against that pain, take the first step now. Call QC Kinetics. Get a free consultation on the calendar. Call 254-415-4100. 254-415-4100. QC Kinetics, 254
11: 415-4100. Campus Confidential is sponsored by Jim Turner Chevrolet. Jim Turner Chevrolet is just a heartbeat away in McGregor and they will
6: treat you like family. It's time for Campus Confidential, our daily look at college football news. Here's your host, Matt Mosley.
1: uh, it is time for some NFL Blitz package oh, and uh, we'll talk some We'll talk some uh, NFL and got a lot going on um, right now. And you've got, oh, there it is. You've got the uh, the brand new situation uh, with uh, Callahan being hired with the Titans. I want to hear more about him. Uh, You've got GMs being hired. You know we're continuing to be on Jim Harbaugh watch. We had that news about the Chargers yesterday. Aaron, lead us off with some NFL blitz package.
2: In a move that could have big implications in the NFC East, Vic Fangio is out as defensive coordinator of the Miami Dolphins. The Dolphins announced yesterday, today that they've mutually agreed to part ways with the veteran assistant coach after one season. Fangio will now be the top target for the Philadelphia Eagles' vacant defensive coordinator position, according to ESPN's Adam Schefter. Angelo joined the Dolphins as the NFA's highest paid defensive coordinator last year. Miami ranked seventh in the NFL in defense. Expected points added from week 8 to 18 after they got back all-pro cornerback Jalen Rand
1: Yes, you know, Aaron, it's always good when you, when you get beat 26-7 in the playoffs to make sure you hold... The defense accountable, all right? (laughs) Right. Everybody's fine on offense. Yeah, seven points, but it was chilly. It was cold out there. So, And, boy, the Chiefs, they never score 26 points. How dare Fangio and his staff allow something like that. Fangio out. And um, Aaron, it does sound like he'll quickly land on his feet and – It's kind of like, it reminds me of an old Rob Ryan. We got fired by the Cowboys, and he was reached via phone by Tim McMahon of the Dallas Morning News or ESPN Dallas, wherever he was working for at the time. And Rob Ryan said, I'll be out of the league for three minutes before I have a new job. He was very – I think it took a little longer – for Rob to land on his feet. In fact, I haven't seen Rob coaching in quite a while. I, that makes me want to check into his brother does TV for ESPN. What does Rob Ryan do these days? Aaron, that was one of the strangest things I ever saw at the Combine. Go, went to the Combine in Indianapolis. In between the hotel where I was staying and the Combine, there was this little mall Kind of a little—I don't know—it wasn't a big mall, but they had a a sky had like a um, one of those skywalks between this little mall and the Lucas Oil Field, or where we were having the uh, the deal. And so I go kind of strolling through there, and uh, I was with ESPN.com at the time. And Aaron, and I look over there, and both Rob and Rex Ryan are getting chair massages out in the middle of that mall like just it was just like a uh, they were just offering for whatever 15 bucks or whatever chair massages and i just saw this crazy long-haired looking man who seemed to be rather large and it was none other than the ryan brothers a, a scene of seeing something like that kind of sticks with you over the years aaron what else do we have
2: another team fired their defensive coordinator today another this time, it's a it's a, uh, another playoff team, actually. Joe Barry out as the Packers defensive coordinator. Again, <laughs> the defense played great <laughs> throughout the playoffs, including against the 49ers. The move announced Wednesday by the Packers came two days after Matt LaFleur declined to comment on Barry's job status and said he was going to, quote, go through the process at my own pace. Barry could remain on the staff in some capacity, according to ESPN's Adam Schefter in that possibility still being discussed. This will be LaFleur's third defensive coordinator in sixth season when he hires Barry's replacement.
1: You know, maybe we should point to that, Aaron, when we bring up how many coordinators and firings and coaches Aranda has gone through. Like, obviously, LaFleur is a very successful head coach, it would seem, and he's... He's been to an NFC title game, and yet, as you said, he's fired three coordinators in six years. So we'll keep that in mind. Aaron, and I did double back to just check on the Dolphins' defense. You know, they fired their defense coordinator, Vic Fangio. The late in the season, they were without Javon Holland, Xavion Howard, you know, the great cornerback from Baylor, Jerome Baker, Jalen Phillips, and Bradley Chubb. I mean... I I'm just I mean that's kind of that's kind of interesting and it's just like well it does not matter doesn't matter you stink you're out and uh, and they go ahead and uh, fire Vic
2: Fangio as the Chiefs get ready for the AFC championship game they'll be without possibly their best offensive lineman guards Joe Tooney was not on field for the Chiefs practice today, and a source told ESPN's Adam Schefter, he was unlikely to play in Sunday's AFC Championship game against the Ravens. He was the first team All-Pro this season for the first time in his career, led all players in pass block win rate at 99.1%, and also earned his second Pro Bowl selection this year. He injured a pectoral muscle late in the Chiefs' divisional win over the Bills.
1: You know, in the game in the title games the Chiefs had not fared well in, you know, that's that's what has happened. It's that interior, it's getting guys in his face quickly. Now, Mahomes obviously can roll out and move and do some kind of amazing things, but boy, if you can if you can break it down in a hurry, that is the recipe. Well, most for any quarterback. But Mahomes, no quarterback loves Pressure right up the middle, especially early pressure. I mean, we've seen it with Dak. We've seen it with others. So um, that is uh, something that bears watching. And uh, that sounds pretty ominous for the uh, Kansas City Chiefs.
2: We told you about the Titans hiring their head coach yesterday. Bengals offensive coordinator Brian Callahan, the team announced today that they have finalized the complete front office Structure that they will move forward with. The team announced Rand Carthon has been promoted to executive vice president and general manager. Chad Brinker promoted to president of football operations. And as we told you yesterday, Brian Callahan, who spent the last five years as the Bengals' offensive coordinator, is the Titans' new head coach.
1: Yeah, i i I've, I've been reading up on Callahan and. I kind of like what he's done, and I know uh, Bill Callahan was his uh, dad. You know, when Bill Callahan got the Nebraska head coaching job years ago, the offer had been made to Mike Zimmer when he was still the Cowboys defensive coordinator. And both Zimmer and Sean Payton, Jerry took them. It shows you how things have changed over the years, Aaron. Jerry took their salaries all the way up to $1 million, back to when that was a huge deal. Uh, To And it went from $500,000 is what they were making to a million to keep both Zimmer and Sean Payton. Of course, after the 2005 season, was it 2006? Yeah, after 2005 season, Sean Payton took over with the uh, New Orleans Saints. Zimmer would later become the head coach of the Vikings. Aaron, I did notice the Lions have... Uh, some players out of practice today. Um, and they, they returned with a walkthrough today. One of those is Sam Laporta, big time tight end, set out his first practice in two weeks, injured his knee in the regular season finale and has played through it in the postseason, making 12 catches for 79 yards and a touchdown. Really like him. um, He missed two practices the week before the wildcard round before returning to full participation. So I think he'll be okay. Ragnow, who got hurt in that game the other day in the divisional round, has ankle, toe, knee, and back injuries that kept him out of practice. But he told reporters today that he's feeling better than he expected to feel. So that's a, a tiny bit of good news. Left guard, Jonah Jackson, will not play Sunday. Receiver Caleb Raymond also did not practice. Um, Limited Aaron Josh Reynolds, who made a great catch, great grab in the end zone the other day, the former Aggie. Loved how he – I mean, I just love guys that go up there and hand catch it like that, can just go ahead and snag it. Love that catch. Uh, And then uh, that linebacker Anzalone, um, he's got shoulder ribs injuries. And then one other one, Aaron – linebacker james houston with an ankle uh he did he was a full participant what i don't understand aaron is the wording on some of these reports when they say was estimated as a full participant doesn't make any sense whoever put out the reports either lying to you or not lying to you they they're either truthful or not truthful they're not estimating anything unless he's unless they try to put out the report like Earlier in the day, predicting who would practice and not practice, but that, that this sentence doesn't make sense to me. James Houston was estimated as a full participant. I, I Okay? They're not in the business of giving estimates. They're telling you he either is going to practice or not going to practice. All right, it's the Mosley Show, ESPN Central Texas. Aaron, if all these writers would just – can you imagine? If, I, if they would just come to me for the writing tips – I could really help them out. Uh, We'll continue here, and I I just, there's a lot going on NFL-wise. I I can't get too far away from that. And reminder, at 440, we do have Campus Confidential. A lot of this NFL news, especially with the Chargers, is related to what's happening at Michigan. All of that coming up in the 4 o'clock hour.
6: Your home for the world champion Texas Rangers. ESPN,
1: Central Texas. Hey Central Texas, it's Matt Mosley, ESPN Central Texas. Next time you're ready for a weekend getaway or a staycation, remember Element Waco Hotel. Element Waco Hotel offers its guests superb combination of luxury and comfort. Rooms are big and spotless and feature an upscale, modern look and feel. Also, have the suites that are perfect for you to host a watch party for the upcoming game. These suites include full-size kitchens and two TVs. Meeting spaces for birthday parties and small events are also available. The Circa Kitchen serves fresh chef-inspired cuisine made with locally sourced ingredients. The bar is a great place to enjoy craft cocktails, local beer, and organic wine open to the public seven days a week, five to ten, and the beautiful heated outdoor pool and hot tub. The location is hard to beat. 2200 North Robinson Drive, just off the famous Waco traffic circle. It's time to enjoy the best element waco hotel are you ready to break ground on your next commercial construction project
4: Okay, everyone, check this out from DiAmore Fine Jewelers in Waco. DiAmore Fine Jewelers now has their own diamond growing machine right here in their own super lab. Yes, you've always been able to get a better premier diamond for the best price at DiAmore Fine Jewelers, but now they have their own growing chamber. Yes, they still have earth mined diamonds and a great selection of those too. But now, if you're in the market for a lab grown diamond, this is a game changer because you can now get them directly from the source. No middleman markup and only the very best high color, high clarity, and high transparency material, so you can get an incredibly beautiful diamond at an amazingly low price. Come by Diamori Fine Jewelers on Waco Drive just past New Road and talk about your dream diamond that will become a reality. Diamori Fine Jewelers at diamorifinejewelers.com.
6: Now back to the Matt Mosley show on ESPN Central Texas.
1: On his Matt Mosley show, ESPN Central Texas, and got a big uh, campus confidential for you coming up at four forty, and um, this is this is a day where there's a lot of movement. Um, there's a, there's a ton of movement in. Um, uh, the NFL, a lot of things are connected even to college football as well, and so it's something to keep an eye on. The, uh, I did, Aaron, there was something happening not long before we signed off yesterday that I wanted to comment on. I thought it was kind of cool. Baylor does have another, and it feels like it's about three years in a row, a McDonald's All-American. That, I can remember when Tweedy was the first one, Aaron, that being a huge deal and a huge story and something Baylor was putting out in recruiting. And I don't know. I thought Baylor would tweet about it, but maybe, I don't know, maybe there's a reason. Maybe VJ hasn't officially signed whatever he needs to sign. I don't know. But I didn't see it on the Baylor Twitter yesterday, but I saw it everywhere else. And they have VJ Hedgecomb, Aaron. We've talked about him, six five, kind of a oh, I, I bet he can play shooting guard, but more of a wing. He's just a slasher scorer. He's gonna do a, he's gonna be great. And and then the kid from Lake Highlands, who by way of Link Academy, Trey Johnson, who Baylor wanted, is also on the McDonald's All American team. Um, Liam McNeely's on there too, Aaron, and his uncle. Uh, played at Baylor, played at SMU and Baylor, was a three point artist back in the day. I think probably would have played for Dave Bliss back in the day, but uh, pretty. Uh, so his nephew is also on the McDonald's All American team. But Aaron, that used to be a situation where Baylor would just stop down and that would be incredible. It still is fun, but. It's kind of amazing that it's become expected in almost an annual thing. It used to be, okay, Duke, Kentucky, uh, UNC, I mean, all the enormous blue blood teams, all these kids are going there. And for Baylor now to have somebody every year, and, and the, the really cool thing is they poured everything into Trey Johnson. And he ends up picking Texas over Baylor. And while they had recruited a new VJ Hedgecomb. They had to pivot, and they had to close in a very aggressive way to try to get V.J. Hedgecombe a top-five pick. And they were up against Duke and Kentucky, and they got him. They got him. And so that'll be fun to watch that game. Uh, That McDonald's All-American game has become a really cool thing, and it's a rite of passage for incredible high school basketball players. And the Bears have another member of that team. And unfortunately, so do the Longhorns. And, uh, Aaron, it was all I could do, you know, the other day to lose that game to the Longhorns. And then, like, one of our good friends from our church, I just happened to be scrolling through Facebook. And in the aftermath of that game, had taken a picture with Rodney Terry. And I was just like, I cannot take any more of this. I I need a break from Rodney Terry in University of Texas. And, Aaron, my solace in losing to Texas, especially the last time there, is the fact that I witnessed the last game ever at the Drum, at the Irwin Center, and the Bears won that. Flagler made a great play late in that game. And uh, Scott Drew now is, what was that record, Aaron? He was 13-2, and so now he falls to 13-3 and against them, since circa 2016 i think it is 13 and 3 against the university of texas so the bears still have a great uh, a great situation uh, when it comes to that the uh, lamar jackson of the ravens is talking today and one of the things he said and he kind of laughed when he was asked about what it's like, you know, facing Patrick Mahomes. And his answer was, I don't like competing against him at all. Um, He said he's a great quarterback. He's definitely a Hall of Famer. It's a no-brainer. I believe it's just two greats, up and coming, greats, just going toe-to-toe like a heavyweight fight. Um, I thought that was interesting, Aaron. Our guest, Jeff Chidea, who did not papoo or – or think that was overblown all of Mahomes' experience in this kind of game. We think of the Ravens, and as good as they've been for years, and we remember the Super Bowl, but remember Lamar wasn't there yet. Lamar is now two and three in the postseason. I believe he improved to two and three with that last win. Mahomes is he is beatable at the at the conference championship round, but he goes every year and they either play in the Super Bowl, win the Super Bowl. It's it's an amazing thing. He's been he's been the starting quarterback there for six years. They have had six AFC title game appearances. Aaron, if he keeps this up, I've got that I've got that bordering. You know how much I love that Gonzaga stat. Like I think you can get upset so easily in the NCAA tournament. It's happened to Baylor a couple of years. They have not gotten out of the second round the last couple of years. You can It can happen so easily. I think Gonzaga going to eight straight Sweet 16s, that may come to an end this year. They're a bubble team right now. I still think that's one of the more amazing things in sports. But, Aaron, I think the Chiefs, Mahomes going to the last six of these is is turning into one of the most unreal things in history. Like, how many times, what was the most Brady ever went in a row? I mean, he went a million times. I mean, he and Belichick won six of them. I think they went to nine Super Bowls. I don't think Mahomes is going to get there, but – this ability to constantly knock on the door and be there and then have the two rings um, Aaron I Mahomes is what 26 27 years old is he 28 now he he could get that he I mean I again I don't know how long Reed's gonna do this I don't think they're gonna get to six world titles but Aaron I how can you ever bet against Mahomes? Uh, I, I, I feel like people were trying to predict for several years the end of the Patriots. And then it, they kept putting it off. And, it, and people kept being wrong. Aaron, do you, is Mahomes like, could you see Kansas City flipping this thing around him? Like, retooling and staying great for another five seasons. Or do you sense, do you feel like with what you saw this year, that this thing is coming to an end? I mean, on one hand, like Rashi Rice, and Aaron, you're way into fantasy, so you're more familiar with him than I am. But he is maybe part of the future. They don't have any great wide receivers, but they have a great tight end who is aging. Aaron, do you think, is this like the last, are you getting to the point where you think, this juggernaut is ending, or do you think as long as they have Mahomes, they could keep knocking on the door and, and keep breaking through?
2: Oh, it's, For me, it's definitely the second one. They don't – I mean, this team, this offensive, the personnel outside of Kelsey is terrible. Pacheco's pretty good, but he was a sixth-round pick for a reason. Rasheed Rice was a second- or third-round pick who's turned into a really good receiver, and everybody else on that team is – I was going to say they're average to below average, but most of them aren't even average. I mean, you're talking about Sky Moore and Kadarius Toney, and the rest of those receivers are just not very good. But he still yeah. got them to another AFC championship mm-hmm. game. And he's just a magician. It, it's pretty incredible to watch, and he just does it over and over again.
1: And and I, I don't know how you got to factor the coaching in. You got the read, the system, the fit is beautiful. Who had over their lifetime or their careers here, and let's just do Patrick so far, right? Seven seasons, six is the starter. Brady ends up playing for whatever uh, twenty-three seasons. How many like Brady How many all pros let's even include Dak in this exercise? How many all pro wide receivers? Did Tom Brady have in his twenty seasons or whatever crazy amount it was for the Patriots? He 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 did get you know one of the he did get Randy Moss. Of course, they didn't win the Super Bowl that year. They got they uh, they got beaten the Super Bowl by the Giants. They did get to the Super Bowl, but that's Aaron. That's the only guy I can think of that was just like. First team, all pro. Now, Welker, Edelman, um, that Amendola, like, those were all great players. But, like, <laughs> are, were any of those guys first team all pro ever? Edelman, Welker, any of those guys? I don't think so. Edelman had some great seasons. If any of them did, it had to be Edelman. Because he was a Pro Bowl type player, but I who's who, I mean I I think you could argue that that boy both Dak. I mean when you say who had the better weapons, who were Brady's weapons all those years, Aaron? Other than the guys I just mentioned,
2: <laughs> um, I mean, Gronk I, as it was his best weapon.
1: Yeah, the tight end. Uh, right. Yeah, big time. Same, yeah,
2: very, and very then similar you got to Kelsey
1: Mahomes. for Mahomes. Yeah, but and I'm you talking were talking about,
2: about Edelman. He was definitely his best receiver. That he had for a long period of time, he won three Super Bowls with him, and never made a Pro Bowl.
1: Golly, he had to make a Pro Bowl. That's what I was somewhere.
2: thinking. I but he did. I, I, that's just or maybe
1: crazy. they let him in, you know, like a alternate type deal or something. You know, like somehow he got into one. But no. I mean, he was too
2: great. Yeah, the uh, Wikipedia starts off with although never selected to a Pro Bowl, Edelman was one of the NFL's most productive receivers, uh-huh. which
1: he was. I mean, he's. Well, and, and people even try to make – well, Cam, if he's listening to this, we'll have a take on this. People try to make Hall of Fame argument for Edelman, and it, it feels – it doesn't feel like it should happen, but then you start adding up all those Super Bowls. But, again, Tom helped a lot. Of it. Now, the one thing I'll say, even going back to Romo, Ro- you say a lot of things about Romo. Romo got some people paid. R- Romo elevated, like, <laughs> there was some guy that got a monster contract. Miles Austin. Jackson. Well, yeah, but I'm thinking about LaRon Robinson. That, he, LaRon Robinson put up enormous numbers one year with Romo. And you're right about Miles. I mean, Miles goes and, who did he sign his huge deal? He got one maybe big extension with the Cowboys. And then he might have gone somewhere else and gotten paid. I was trying to remember where Miles finished up his career with the Chargers or somebody. But, yeah, I mean, that that's the one thing you got to say about Romo. He elevated those receivers in a huge way. Now, Dez was great. Um, and, I mean, I think they both helped each other. But some of those guys along the way, Miles Austin, when he got away from Romo, was not – where did he end up, Aaron? Chargers or Bills or where? My, my, but he, Leron Robinson was like a, just a total backup kind of guy and gets thrown in the starting lineup and puts up a monster year with the Cowboys. So, anyway, I don't, Brady, I'm trying to think of Brady's other receivers. Troy, who who is the guy who played like, sometimes he would actually play defense and offense. And did Sean somebody, did Sean Jefferson play with him way back in the day? uh Troy who am I thinking of Aaron Troy Daniels Troy I'm just thinking about but like he elevated and and honestly who is his best back he had during all those Super Bowls um he had he had the guy he could throw to from LSU um that you know he could throw screen passes to uh James White who am I thinking of yes he had him and at one at one point he had the washout from the Bengals and he and he wore out his welcome with Cincinnati and he kind of he kind of turned his career around a little bit with the Patriots. But that, that was the greatness of of Brady is that they felt like even if a guy had like a bad attitude problem, um, they could just go, well, we'll put him in this locker room. And he'll be fine. And for the most part, that was true. Like I, I try to remember, like a, a other than the horrible guy that ended up, you know, in prison for murder, and killed himself. Um, now that was a that was, you know, an awful deal. But uh, uh, you know, most times if you took, and of course they drafted him. Most times if they brought you in they just it was part of the culture. You behaved you behaved really well at some point. All right. Aaron, that's gonna that's gonna bother me all afternoon. I'll have to look that up. The the running back who came from the Bengals that Corey played Dillon. Corey Dillon. That's it. Corey Dillon because he was like he'd gotten in trouble and had a bad attitude or whatever for the Bengals and then he comes to and and then for years, Aaron, it was like it was like they would get somebody else. Even like that was just kind of like, ah, oh, this guy's nothing. And he would get there and he would run for a thousand and score like seven or eight touchdowns. Um, again, just a huge part of the culture. All right, Aaron, is that enough Patriots talk for you? I mean, Cam has got to be like wanting to call in right now and join in some of this. It is the uh, Matt Mosley Show, ESPN Central Texas. Let's get you caught up on a bit of the breaking news, and then Aaron, let's in Campus Confidential, which comes up at about four forty. We can get into um, some of the really interesting outcomes from last night. I zeroed in on Houston uh, and and I, I against BYU, and I have thoughts on that game. It's all coming up next.
3: Baylor, Big Twelve Basketball on ESPN Central Texas.
4: Baylor Basketball welcomes TCU into Foster Pavilion this Saturday. 2:30 for the countdown to tip-off. 3 p.m. tip off Saturday.
3: Follow the Bears through the Big Twelve Conference with Pat Nunley and John Morris here on the flagship station for Baylor Basketball, ESPN Central Texas.
5: It's tax season once again, stressful, right? Doesn't have to be. Maggard Bookkeeping has been helping Central Texans through the complex tax code for more than 25 years go to maggardbookkeeping.com and bypass the stress
11: okay so what's the most important part about your house no it's not that bar or even the man cave think about it the most important thing is your roof it has to withstand all that mother nature can throw your way so it makes sense to have the best mcadams and sons roofing is your first choice when it comes to protecting your valuable asset
4: Elevate your lifestyle with a Baylor Club membership. Enjoy unparalleled access to our exclusive lounge area located in the heart of McLean Stadium. Membership with Baylor Club means you're part of a vibrant community where networking and forging lasting connections is as easy as a smile and a handshake. Indulge in members-only events and personalized service that caters to your every need to make every day extraordinary. Contact the Baylor Club membership or private events team at 254 710 8080 Run a winning play over knee hip
1: and shoulder pain. Corio Health All-Star Team of board-certified orthopedic surgeons Dr. Lance Ellis, Dr. Jacob Battle use the latest minimally invasive technology including orthopedic surgical robot to perform total knee replacement. Whether your pain is from an old sports injury or everyday wear and tear on your joints, Corio Health Orthopedic can help. Make the play call today 254-483-knee. That's 254-483-KNEE. Hey Central Texas, it's Matt Mosley, ESPN Central Texas. Next time you're ready for a weekend getaway or a staycation, remember Element Waco Hotel. Element Waco Hotel offers its guest superb combination of luxury and comfort. Rooms are big and spotless and feature an upscale modern look and feel. Also have the suites that are perfect for you to host a watch party for the upcoming game. These suites include full-size kitchens and two TVs meeting spaces for birthday parties and small events are also available the circa kitchen serves fresh chef inspired cuisine made with locally sourced ingredients the bar is a great place to enjoy craft cocktails local beer and organic wine open to the public seven days a week five to ten and the beautiful heated outdoor pool and hot tub the location is hard to beat 2200 north robinson drive just off the famous waco traffic circle it's time to enjoy the best Element Waco Hotel.
5: Oh boy, more IRS changes this year. Frustrating, isn't it? Maggard Bookkeeping can help with more than 25 years preparing Central Texans tax returns. Go to maggardbookkeeping.com and bypass the stress.
11: Campus Confidential is sponsored by Jim Turner Chevrolet. Jim Turner Chevrolet is just a heartbeat away in McGregor, and they will treat you like family.
6: It's time for Campus Confidential, our daily look at college football news. Here's your host, Matt Mosley.
9: Coming up
1: uh, here in a little while, we will have Campus Confidential coming up, oh, I don't know, about 440, 442. We'll kick that off. Thank you to uh, Jim Turner Chevrolet for always making that such a big part of our day and uh, we've got we'll have a lot of different directions to uh, to go with that um, we've got all sorts of uh, things going on NFL wise right now and um, it's been interesting to see the uh, some of the new coaches the, I, I, the the one story I've been waiting on is the whole, you know, what's going to happen with Jim Harbaugh. And we'll uh, we'll continue to monitor that tomorrow on Thursday. Mike Vrabel is set to interview with the Panthers, the Titans, former coach. And um, the, some of the players in these AFC title games are talking this afternoon. So I've been trying to kind of monitor that to see what's coming out of that. Um, now, this is a report from about two hours ago. Speaking of the Chargers, uh, the Chargers have declined comment on the basic question of whether Harbaugh is still in the building. If he leaves the building, could he go back to Atlanta? Does he return to Michigan? Um, they they kind of need to get this deal done. And part of it is the Chargers currently don't have a GM uh, how would he want to structure thing, things and would they turn to Vrabel or maybe even Pete Carroll if it is not going to be Harbaugh? Again, um, there's some reporting that he's left um, Los Angeles, but then there are multiple reports that indicate he is still in town. And that he's still there uh, with the Chargers. So, again, everything with Harbaugh is always seemingly shadowy, shady, whatever you want to say. But he is uh, a lot of people's top target, and it looks like the Chargers are trying to get a deal done. So, um, you know, I find I find that interesting to uh, to monitor that. Now, Patrick Mahomes is saying today that he thinks this is going to be the first of uh, many showdowns with Lamar Jackson. He uh, even was singing his praises and said, quote, he's going to be the MVP for a reason. He goes out there, he leads his team, he scores, he runs, he throws, he does whatever It takes to win, and that's what the greats do. They both came in, Aaron, to the league in 2018 and are set to be uh, two-time MVPs. Um, Mahomes said he envisions more of of these showdowns in the coming years. He said, I knew we were going to play in a lot of games like this, as our careers have gone on. And I'm sure this will be the first of many. Now <coughs> Lamar Jackson has been an enormous success. He's about to get his second MVP. But of course everybody when compared to um when compared to Mahomes, it's like everybody feels like a failure because he's been six He's been to six consecutive AFC title games. He's won a couple of Super Bowls. He keeps doing this on an annual basis. But by any measure, Lamar Jackson is an enormous success. What's weird, Aaron, is to to think that there was a moment in his career recently where any team, any other team, could have gotten involved and tried to swing a deal with him. And they didn't. And there are thoughts across the NFL this was almost collusion. This was almost a bunch of owners agreeing, hey, let's not do this. Let's not try to do this. Now, he's in the right place. They have a great plan for him. His head coach loves him. They never wanted him to go. But, Aaron, that is kind of wild to think about. Like if Patrick Mahomes, or for that matter, even Dak, or Joey Burrow, or, or a lot of these quarterbacks. Or I mean, I say a lot, a handful of these great ones. Maybe even Herbert, if they became free, if it, you know, if you could go after them and they were on the street, basically. I mean, everybody would be clamoring for them. That was not the case with Lamar Jackson. Part of that is the the, the Ravens just have a plan for him, have built around him, and. He I mean the only thing I can compare it to Aaron is kind of what we saw from Josh Allen the other day. And it, they're not the same. Josh Allen's a lot bigger dude, but the run threat was a real thing and it almost led the Bills to a victory over the Chiefs. I I have seen teams stand up in the playoffs and make and and make life miserable on Lamar. But there's, there's really, I again when I try to compare him to people, <clears throat> I only can think of Michael Vick, at least in the years I've been observing the NFL. There's no one, I and, and even Michael Vick, who was athletic and unbelievable in those Falcons years. I, I don't know, and Michael Vick had a better arm. It hit the peak of his career. He absolutely had a better arm than Lamar. Lamar could run, but he Vic. I, now, from a speed standpoint, I wouldn't really say either one of those guys. Maybe I'd go with Lamar. I, I'd go with Lamar, but Lamar is 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 otherworldly in open space. Vic was too, to a certain extent, but I I do think that's really the only comparison you can make. But Aaron, this is what Lamar needs. To, and maybe it's unfair, but to validate his career, he has to at least get to a Super Bowl. And you, and I'm sure, once you did that, then everybody would say, "Well, he's got to win a Super Bowl." I don't know. I I think to me, even making one would validate a lot of this greatness, a lot of what he brings. Aaron, like, I I think when we talk about, I mean, I'm not talking about fantasy. I'm just talking about the greatness of the current quarterback crop. I mean, you start with Mahomes. I mean, I I, and, and I think we don't always think of Lamar second, but Lamar Jackson is about to get his second MVP. Mm-hmm. I think it's unfair that we don't think of him as just automatic top five. Um, he, he's, he brings that much greatness. I think, Aaron, it's because... We, we're we not used to this. We're not used to the greatness of this style of quarterback. Like, we're it, when you talk about the greatest quarterbacks of all time, at least in recent history, it is Peyton and it's Brady. And it's not this. It's not whatever Lamar does, which is, from an athleticism standpoint, no one can touch him. Uh, Aaron, do you agree with that? Do we not... Do you think we don't even give Lamar enough credit, or do you think he gets enough credit?
2: No, definitely don't. I, I put myself in that category because he's, he hadn't been as good as he was during his MVP season, which is understandable. His MVP season was just off the charts. His numbers were so incredible. But when we were talking about this, I think a year ago on on another show, he was barely listed in the top ten when we were going through him, I remember that. And it was like usually six or seven on most people's lists. That was just a year ago that people had kind of forgotten what he could do. And he's reminding everyone as we
1: speak. Mm-hmm. Who besides Mahomes, Aaron, can you even make the argument is better than him? Uh-huh. Burrow, Burrow, because of what he was doing, and I know this year wasn't the same, But Burrow breaks through, goes to a Super Bowl. So I think we move Burrow ahead of him in our minds. Then Hurts breaks through and goes to a Super Bowl. I think we had kind of, fair or not, a lot of people had moved Jalen Hurts, I know it's hard to believe now, in front of Lamar. Stafford, probably in front of Lamar. Just his whole body of work and then what he's done recently. Um...
2: I'm sure a lot of people had or still have Josh Allen ahead of Lamar. Yeah. They shouldn't, but Josh Allen's great. Uh huh. Yeah, I think it's pretty obvious. Lamar Jackson's the best, second best quarterback in the league.
1: And, and, but like before this season, Aaron, I, I think some people might have tried to make a Herbert argument just based on potential, the way he throws the ball, all of that. Uh, but, but you're right, from an accomplishment standpoint, now the thing that he's got to do is he's now gotten to an AFC title game. Again, Aaron, this brings back bad memories for Cowboys fans because think about it, they just simply had to, and it, I'm not saying it was simple, but they just had to go win one game, right? And Because they were the number one seed. And now they're in the AFC title game. The Cowboys have now had that opportunity twice, twice, been the number one seed going back to 2007 and didn't get it done. And now I, I, I don't – I I just cannot – this is a hard game to pick because it feels completely wrong picking against Mahomes. But you don't feel like they're going to go on the road, that they just did it. Against the Bills, but the Bills were, did not have the season the Ravens just had. The Bills, when they beat up on the Cowboys, the Bills were ser- a searching team. In fact, when they beat up on the Cowboys, the Bills did. What were they before that game? Like six and five?
2: I believe that's right. Yeah, six and five, or something
1: like that. Seven and six. They were not in a great place. And then they got on a roll. So, anyway, lots more AFC and NFC title game, including the fact that I still think it's amazing that the Detroit Lions are playing in the NFC title game. I still keep reminding myself of that. That is a, that is a, that is a wild concept to get your arms around. Okay, it is time for Campus Confidential. That's next. Baylor, Big 12
3: Women's Basketball on ESPN Central Texas.
4: The 13th ranked Baylor women back in action Sunday in Stillwater against Oklahoma State. 1230 for the countdown to tip off, 1 p.m. tip off Sunday. Follow
3: the Bears through the Big 12 Conference with Derek Smith and Lori Fogelman here on the flagship station for Baylor Women's Basketball, ESPN Central Texas.
8: Attention fans of Hellberg Barbecue. You can enjoy their Central Texas style barbecue, homemade sides, and desserts at their current location, 8532 North Highway 6 in Spiegelville. They are operating drive through and curbside service out of food trailers parked outside the building. And their hours are Wednesday through Sunday, 11 a.m. to 3 p.m., or till they sell out. Customers can call 254 265 5387 for pre orders. Hellberg's Barbecue full service catering option is still available for your next group outing. Soon, Hellberg will offer sandwiches and banana pudding at the grab-and-go markets inside the new Foster Pavilion. The future of Hellberg Barbecue includes a new building, bigger and better than ever, just down Highway 6 from the current location. Twice named one of the top barbecue joints by Texas Monthly Magazine, it's time to try Hellberg Barbecue. Hellberg Barbecue, just salt, pepper, and a whole lot of prayer. 254-265-5387 and at hellbergbarbecue.com.
4: It's 9.30 on a Saturday night. You're at the ballpark getting hot dogs for the kids, and your debit card doesn't work. Lucky for you, Central National Bank's after-hours service is ready to help you get out of all kinds of ninth-inning jams. Just contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a local person who can answer questions and fix problems. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC.
1: It's Matt Mosley. You can make the decision right now to get lasting relief from that awful joint pain for 2024. Don't go another year compromising because of that pain in your knees or shoulder or like my neck, for instance. Call QC Kinetics now. QC Kinetics is the nation's leader in regenerative, non-surgical pain relief. No drugs, no surgery, no downtime. This is not a Band-Aid. This is a revolutionary treatment that can get you moving again, get your life back. And listen, it's non-surgical. It's very important. If this is the year you decide to fight back against that pain, take the first step now. Call QC Kinetics. Get a free consultation on the calendar. Call 254-415-4100. 254-415-4100. QC Kinetics, 254 415
5: Did you know that a male ostrich can roar like a lion? Did you know that in Japan, you can buy watermelons shaped like pyramids? Or that ketchup was originally sold as a medicine? Hi there, this is the Foundation Doctor. I bet something else you didn't know is that foundation movement can often be stopped by injecting soil stabilizer into the soil around your home.
4: So, for doors that are sticking and cracks in your walls, the Foundation Doctor will make a house
11: call. Campus Confidential is sponsored by Jim Turner Chevrolet. Jim Turner Chevrolet is just a heartbeat away in McGregor, and they will treat you like family.
6: It's time for Campus Confidential, our daily look at college football
1: news. Here's your host, Matt Mosley. Oh, it is uh, Matt Mosley, the Matt Mosley Show. And this is your one-stop shop for all of college athletics, all the thing going on, what's happening with the portal. Has Baylor added anybody else? What's happening in college basketball? And, of course, some big games last night. Aaron Sexton, uh, lead us off with some campus confidential. And thank you, Jim Turner Chevrolet.
2: And... We will start with the Iowa State gambling controversy. Oh, they're we back. Have. We haven't the heard Iowa much state about it gamblers. in a while. Yeah, okay. but an attorney What's going on? for one of the Iowa State players charged with illegal sports wagering has accused the state of launching a quote warrantless investigation in 2023 that targeted Iowa State and University of Iowa athletes with quote without reasonable cause, resulting in some. Sort of Lose their remaining NCAA eligibility in a motion filed on Monday. Attorney Van Plum, who represents former Iowa State football players charged in the sports wagering probe, cited recent deposition with agents from Iowa's Divisional of Crim- Criminal Investigation that outlined how the inquiry began. In total, 15 Iowa State and Iowa athletes, mainly football players, were charged last summer, primarily for making sports wagers.
1: Yeah, and some of them were so insignificant, you know, it it was kind of weak honestly that they got in trouble for it. Some of it, you know, if you're if you're betting on a game that you're playing in, you're you are you are doing, you know, that's really really bad. Most of these cases didn't involve anything quite like that. So, I uh that's interesting. This is a kind of a fruit of the tree argument uh when it comes to uh Criminal proceedings, and you know if uh, uh, basically if they secured all this information without going for, uh, and if the attorney is is correct here, then some of this could get thrown out if they didn't go about securing the air. And again, these things are kind of tough because they were using Aaron in some of these cases, third parties to who kind of helped. Uh, provide help with like ethics and stuff for these, uh, for these, for you know, for betting and and that's how this was discovered. So that'll be really interesting. But I, uh, some of these kids, you know, you can end up ruining your career if you bet on something. Now, if you, again, if you bet on another sport, or even if you bet on another team, that's, that's your alma mater. But I, again, I don't. I don't think they should throw the book at these kids. But but uh, obviously, uh, some of them, it was serious enough. It was deemed serious enough. or some of them missed uh, major time.
2: The McDonald's All-American teams were announced yesterday. And Baylor, as they have quite a few times in the past, has a member of that team. It is VJ Edgecombe, the 6'4", 185-pound guard who committed to Baylor. Last week, the number four overall prospect in the country, according to ESPN. Other future Big 12 players named to the McDonald's All-American team. Flory Bendunga, excuse me, a 6'9 center who is committed to Kansas. Carter Bryant, 6'8 forward who's committed to Arizona. And that is it for Big 12 commitments. I almost said Trey Johnson, but that's an SEC commitment.
1: yeah yeah the great trey i went to see his old high school play last night lake highlands high school with a big win over jesuit and uh as the wildcats uh, uh hopefully march toward the playoffs and uh well baylor uh baylor did a great job in fact aaron i ran into trey johnson's dad last night richard johnson we had a nice visit and and I had a Baylor, uh, had some Baylor gear on, and he, and I, I, I just, you know, I congratulated him on Trey, his son, being, at, you know, on the McDonald's team, and I said, hey, I was, you know, I was sad it didn't work out for the Bears, and boy, he immediately was like, yeah, I, I was really sad too, huh. so, I, I, and again. I'm not saying he didn't want him to go to Texas. I, I think he, I, mean, I his dad played at Baylor and so has a lot of ties to Scott Drew in the, in the school. And so I, I do think there was some sadness that Trey didn't choose Baylor because that would have been the most natural and a fun fit for the dad. But as, as parents tend to do, Aaron, and they need to do, they support their kids' decisions. And I do think, for the most part, Trey – Ended up making the decision, and I don't know what he based it on exactly, but uh, but he chose University of Texas over Baylor. Aaron, I had a quick one to share with you. Did you see, did you see the new ACC 2024 schedule out there? Have you taken a peek at it? I have not. All right, the, all 17 ACC football programs will be featured throughout Labor Day weekend with 16 games, Aaron, over five days. Whoa, whoa, a full slate. And um, and so I was kind of trying to look through some of that, but that's kind of interesting. Um, let's see. This is Friday, August 30th, Aaron. Um, oh, oh, actually... Thursday, the 29th of September, of August, excuse me, with a trio of games on that Thursday, Aaron. We'll be talking about it. North Carolina at Minnesota. All right, so these are non-conference. NC State will host West Carolina. Western Carolina, and Wake Forest will open the season at home versus North Carolina AT&T. But then, Aaron, it gets exciting the next day because... On Friday, Stanford hosts TCU, and Duke will start with a home contest versus Elon. Now, here is the big deal, Aaron, for the ACC rivalries. The new scheduling model protects 16 annual matchups, 11 of which were retained from the previous model. Um, and then the restoration of two rivalries from the divisional format, all right, um, those, those that were restored are Miami-Virginia Tech and NC State-Wake Forest. Now, Aaron, you'll be happy to know that the, 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 the one big, big rivalry game, SMU at Stanford, October 19th. They're deeming that as a rivalry that has been preserved or will launch, I guess. And then Clemson at Florida State, that's October 5th. And then let me see if I see another big one. Oh, Aaron, Cal at SMU. So they're trying to get, they're trying those new schools that came in, they're trying to have those three be rivals. Now what's interesting, Aaron, is this. I do not see Cal. Oh, there it is. Stanford at Cal, November twenty-third. All right. So, Aaron, you know I love a good scheduling grid, and so the ACC uh, uh, schedule has arrived, and they're trying to preserve all these so-called rivalries. You got (laughs) it, Aaron. What's that?
2: Got to preserve that Stanford SMU rivalry. What are we talking about?
1: (laughs) How could you not? Did you know Syracuse at Pitt is a rivalry? Did you know... It did not. Did, now, we know Virginia, Virginia Tech is, but did you know Pitt at Boston College is a rivalry? Yep. I've got no... <laughs> I, I. Now, I, I don't... I like Florida State at Miami. I like that one, but, like, North Carolina at Virginia? Okay. I mean, I... I I didn't even, wasn't aware that it was like some kind of huge rivalry. They will have uh, Carolina at Duke on September 28th. But, Aaron, I don't I, – I, maybe the people that go to those schools think of that as a rivalry, but I, I, to me, it's just the basketball is the, is the rival part of that. Like when UNC and Duke get together in football, yeah, like I can't even imagine going out of my way to turn that on.
2: Uh, me either.
1: <laughs> just, what else do you have, sir? Just five
2: days after holding open tryouts because of a lack of players, to, which led them to cancel two conference games. TCU wins ba- women's basketball. gets a win last night over UCF, 66-60. to 60. TCU played the game without its top three scores and are down multiple other scholarship players. The win was so significant. Head coach Mark Campbell was featured on Center. Despite the win only getting TCU to two and six in the Big Twelve this season. It's well, still a great gone, story.
1: Yeah, they've gone undefeated um, you know, in non conference and they had to forfeit two. And then Aaron, we saw they had to uh, they had to have open tryouts to fill out a team. And they jumped on UCF in a hurry, Aaron, twenty seven to fifteen in that first quarter. I mean, UCF kind of fought back after that, but it was too much. And last night, I'm watching Sports Center, and they say, "Okay, now we go uh, to talk to the TCU basketball coach." I think this game was in Fort Worth, and Coach Nixon, there he was <coughs> on Sports Center, and I think that was kind of neat. And then Aaron, like today, they had to pull in a SMU. Basket uh, a volleyball, or excuse me, a TCU volleyball player, and Sarah Sylvester is her name, and she checked in the game, and then almost immediately scored. Had great size for volleyball, but played four years of basketball in high school, and they put her in, and they won the game. Aaron, I, I'd like to tell you that UCF is horrible, but. I don't really want to say that because
2: <laughs> they gave Baylor a yeah. game when they came yeah. here.
1: That was a three-point victory for the Bears, seventy-seven to seventy-four, and um, I, I, I think Aaron, I was calling him Nixon. I don't know why I was doing that. The TCU head coach is Mark Campbell, I believe, because I just noticed on a TCU site they were talking about it talks about the support from head coach of volleyball, Jason Williams. So, Eric, that's – I mean, does Coach uh, McGuire from Baylor, does he have any – I mean, these, they, his, his players can jump out of the gym. Does he have any basketball players who could help the Bears out? Now, the Bears, the Bears have different problems. They don't have too few players. They're just not playing that well. They've got a ton of players. In fact, it's hard to play everybody on the bench for the Bears. But uh, I, got, I did see Erin on a, on a happier note with Baylor women's basketball, and that was a tough loss to K-State the other night. But Jana Van Geitenbeek, who doesn't play all that much, but every time she plays, I think she plays well. They put her in, and she immediately she knocked down two threes. Baylor finished four of 19 from three-point land, and she had two of the four. So I, I am all for Jana, and she's not very tall, and I think probably she doesn't get to play as much for defensive purposes. But right now, it's it's all hands on deck. Put them in there, and whoever can score, let them play, and and let's worry about the defense later, Coach. I don't think Nikki agrees with me on that, but. Uh, you got to score the basketball, and if you're going to already be missing a bunch of threes, let's at least get some three-point shooters on the floor. All right, Aaron, what else else did you have in today's Campus Confidential?
2: Big 12 men's basketball, just one game tonight. It's a good one, though. Coach Jerome Tang and the Kansas State Wildcats travel to Ames to take on number 23, Iowa State. That's an 8 p.m. tip, and it will be on ESPN 2. Okay,
1: I will watch a lot of this game. I've been watching a lot of late night Australian Open, and uh, Medvedev with a huge victory, and Zverev, the Z Man, with a huge victory there. But I'll watch Jerome and root for his Wildcats to take down the Cyclones. Um, I, I don't. Uh, that's interesting, Aaron. Think about it. It used to be, like. There would be that one game on a Monday, and like a one-off on a Tuesday, and the rest of the conference action was on a Wednesday. And now they've flipped it, and there's tons of games on Tuesday, and then one or two games on Monday, and then one game on Wednesday. I don't know what I like more. This is fine. I don't really have a huge problem with it. I'm just trying to get my arms around it because – they used to put all these Big 12 games on Wednesday. All right, we got big plans for you in the 5 o'clock hour. Uh, we'll go to Matt Lively out in San Fran to hear about the 49ers. He's with a CBS affiliate there as an anchor and a reporter. We'll do that, in not long. But before we do that, we'll get you caught up on a few items and, um, and, and let you know what all's going on with the NFL, because there has, uh, there have been several moves that have been made today. Uh, that's next.
6: The flagship station for Baylor basketball is ESPN Central Texas.
8: I'm Joe Kaleo. Business owners deserve financial security and we're here to help you achieve it. Let's build a relationship and develop a financial plan that can help safeguard your business and nurture your dreams.
5: Kalea Wealth Management Group is a Central Texas team at UBS Financial Services, Inc., member FINRA SIPC. For our Client Relationship Summary Disclosures, please visit UBS.com slash Relationship Summary.
4: Hey, folks, Derek Scott here with Jim Turner Chevrolet. 2024 is here, and it couldn't be a better time to purchase your next new Chevrolet. For an example, Silverado is as much as $10,000 off. Traverse is $5,000 off. And the all-new Equinox, 3000 off. And we also have the largest selection of new and pre-owned inventory folks that we've seen in years. And we don't play any of the games or gimmicks, just honesty and transparency. So give us a call, 840-3261 or 24-7 at turnerschevy.com. And remember, folks, we're only a heartbeat away at McGregor or we'll treat you like family. Like Buying new roads.
8: How do you measure the human spirit? In pounds? In milliliters? In the distance traveled between
3: yesterday and today? Or maybe there's no way to measure the human spirit. Because as you remind us every day, it simply has no limit. Learn more about how we care for your whole body, mind, and spirit at adventhealth.com.
1: wit Building Supplies, your one and only trusted building supplies company, now has two locations, same great quality, same great prices, two great locations, Gatesville and Marlin. wit Building Supplies proudly offer a comprehensive selection, metal building systems to meet all your construction needs with our extensive range of materials. We ensure you'll have everything you need, a commitment to quality and customer satisfaction. We strive to exceed your expectations. Visit our new and second location in Marlin, Texas, just down the road from higher price crisis. Flinging a green and gold
6: worldwide on the web at CentexSportsFan.com.
11: Mosby's Land Management is a family-owned
1: business that's been serving the Central Texas area for over 20 years. We're an all-inclusive land management company that provides services such as tree trimming and removal, stump grinding, land cleaning and clearing, mulching services, demolition, cleanup, haul-off, culvert installation. Give a local Central Texas company an opportunity to work for you on your farm, ranch, personal property. Give me, Mosby, a call, 254 749 1648 or check us out on Facebook. I'll treat your place like it's my own.
4: Elevate your lifestyle with a Baylor Club membership. Enjoy unparalleled access to our exclusive lounge area located in the heart of McLean Stadium. Membership with Baylor Club means you're part of a vibrant community where networking and forging lasting connections is as easy as a smile and a handshake. Indulge in members only events and personalized service that caters to your every need to make every day extraordinary. Contact the Baylor Club membership or private events team at 254-710-8080.
11: Steve Myatt, a Stiefel Financial Advisor, is a proud supporter of the Baylor Bears. Since 1890, Stiefel Financial Advisors like Steve Myatt have guided investors seeking to build wealth for future generations. Call Steve Myatt at 254-399-7450 to schedule an appointment or stop by Stiefel Waco office located at 1200 West Highway 6, Stiefel, Nicholas & Company, Incorporated, member SIPC and NYSE. Welcome back to The Matt Mosley Show.
0: The presenting sponsor of The Matt Mosley Show is Central National Bank, your leading independent bank with locations in Waco, Temple, and Austin. Also sponsored by Alan Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram, Barnett Contracting, Coriel Health, Element Waco Hotel, Helberg Barbecue, Jim Turner Chevrolet, Schmaltz's Sandwich Shop, Witt Building Supplies, and UBO Business Services. And now, ladies and gentlemen, here's Matt Mosley. Oh, it is Matt Mosley as we
1: get this five o'clock hour rolling. And uh, just had that interesting story of the TCU basketball team that had to forfeit two games. The women's basketball team, and they uh, had to dr- finally had to have open uh, tryouts, and they were able to go beat UCF. Aaron, that is an embarrassing loss when a team is that compromised, barely has any starters, everybody's hurt. Uh, that's, not, that's not a great look for UCF. Although UCF, i got to say, they came to Waco and played the Bears tough. Bears have to – I've seen them now a couple of times against ranked teams, look great in the first half. They got K-State, number four ranked K-State, down – uh thirty-nine thirty at the half. They just gotta learn how to finish. They gotta learn how to finish. Second third quarter and fourth quarter era and got outscored uh twenty eight to sixteen, I think it was. Fourteen to eight, fourteen to eight. I mean, I how do you go from like a twenty five point quarter to an eight point quarter? Well, go miss a bunch of shots. Go miss a bunch of shots and uh and and go turn the ball over a bunch. I mean, I this team too many times. You look and they'll have about twenty turnovers. I mean, the other team had about the same. I think mean, K State had a bunch of turnovers, as I recall. But Aaron, you can't have a game where, like, you you go one game to the next. Bugs goes for twenty four against UCF. How much does she have against K State? Zero. She had zero points. Asia shot the ball relatively well, but had six turnovers, six or seven turnovers. Come on now. Uh, let's just, you know, hopefully hopefully they'll get that thing uh, turned around. Aaron, as as predicted, on this show yesterday, I didn't want you to miss this. The story has dropped inside the tension and struggles that led to Adrian Griffin's firing in Milwaukee. Now the media basically says, oh, they had to do this. They had to do this. and. I, I, you, you knew it would be something going on and they, 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 you know, obviously there, there was a, there was one coach that right before the season had, had quit the team, but now there's some long story that's up on ESPN.com that tells the story of what happened and why he caused so much tension, and what was going on with Griffin. It says Griffin had been hired in large part because of his reputation as the lead architect of the Toronto Raptors defense, which ranked fifth in the NBA in 2019 en route to a championship. I'm sure that had nothing to do with Kawhi being on the team. Um, they, they spoke Aaron – nearly 20 coaches before hire for its head coaching job and eight of them were invited for a second round of interviews then Aaron (laughs) Antetokounmpo Holiday and Chris Middleton all interviewed the four finalists (laughs) golly the players were interviewing I mean again I don't I this, this seems out of whack and weird and i this starts to make sense here was something we were talking about yesterday the job he was hired for included holiday as a defensive nexus on the perimeter but also one of the sturdy veterans on a team that had a core trio that spent three seasons together so now they're making it sound like they swung that deal for dame and then that just put pressure on everybody they don't play as much defense and they had to fire their head coach. So, um, I, 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 some of this stuff just does not even make that much sense. But if you want to read this whole long reasoning for why Doc Rivers is the new coach of the Milwaukee Bucks, have at it. It's out there. Now, Nick Sirianni has already had to go out there. I saw comments today from general manager Howie Roseman of the Eagles and the head coach, Nick Sirianni. One thing Roseman made clear was these changes on the offensive and the defensive side of the ball were made by the head coaches, or the head coach. This was not made by Howie Roseman, and and I sort of appreciate that because he basically said, I handle the stuff on the you know uh, acquiring the players and all of that, but I, I leave the coach uh, in, in charge of who he wants to hire and fire. Imagine that, Aaron, after watching the way Jerry does this. And, and I'm told there's some rant that happened on one of the Dallas stations about, hey, y'all blame Steven in, instead of Jerry. I, I, I didn't listen to it, nor do I want to. And the guy who made the rant, Aaron, is a longtime friend of mine. I like him fine. He used to do radio with us. Did you
2: listen to it, Aaron? Talking about Brian.
1: Yes. yes. Did you
2: listen to it? Yeah, I thought he made some great points.
1: Okay. All right. One of the well, points I
2: made when I gave up being a Cowboys fan. Uh-huh.
1: I don't know. I, I had heard it was a lot about, like, blame Stephen instead of Jerry for he, stuff.
2: He basically said, that Stevens the hands-on guy at this point and mm. Jerry's basically just doing speaking to the press.
1: Yeah. But after years of covering Jerry, I mean until he loses the GM title, I mean I I, I still think Jerry wants to be the face and I I I have a hard time turning my eye or turning my oh man I'm going to hold Steven's feet to the fire more than Jerry's. I, I think Jerry Jerry demands it, desperately wants the attention, and so when things go wrong, I think it should go back to Jerry. But not that Stephen shouldn't get his too. But I, that's interesting, Aaron. You'll have to tell me more uh, later about that, about that Brian Broadus rant because I, I have not checked it out. Um, Sirianni being quoted today for the Eagles, the Eagles head coach said, uh, he's trying to reprove himself Aaron, I am, I, I admire that a little bit. You got it wrong on offense. You got it wrong on defense. They're now looking at different play callers, possibly offensive coordinators. I think I heard even, um, oh, let's see. Aaron Vic Fangio, we've already heard his name. I think we heard Cliff Kingsbury's name attached to that Eagles job. Sirianni's quoted saying, in my mind, you better believe I'm thinking, how do I reprove myself? I was a young coach that Mr. Lurie and Howie and this organization trusted to give the job. I had to prove myself, and this guy can lead the organization like they asked me to do, and I had to prove myself from then. Did I have to sell my vision to Lurie? No, because it was business as usual. But you better believe I'm thinking after that one-and-six finish that I'm going to prove them right again. Okay? Okay. Got no, no real issue with that. He's, he went on to say um, of, of the defensive coordinator spot, we've got a lot of good targets that we're, lo- we're working through and a lot of guys who have done really well in their interview process and look forward to continuing that process, and we'll see what happens. Aaron, what you don't want to do is pair a young, somewhat inexperienced head coach, even though he had gone to the Super Bowl, but put him with these first-year coordinator types. Okay, here's a guy that's kind of doing this for seemingly the first time. Okay, let's look over here. Here's a guy that's it's kind of new to this. What I find interesting, Aaron, is like look at some of these guys that are getting fired, right? And then like like then you'll see guys even on those staffs working under them that get head coaching opportunities. I mean, some of this stuff doesn't make sense. Like Mike Kafka and I, I'm trying to remember where all he's been. He used to be with the Eagles. I think he's been at times with the Chiefs. But his name's coming up in some of these searches. Aaron, the other thing is the, somebody's showing up. Um, it, it's interesting to watch who shows up for these coaching jobs. And the Chargers thing is the one to watch right now. Because that was where we were waiting to see if it popped on Harbaugh. And the truth of the matter is, if Harbaugh gets out of there without a coaching job, without the head coaching job, they've probably lost out on him. The reports earlier today that there were reports he's still in L.A. He's still in L.A. as we speak. But we don't know that for sure. That, those were the reports earlier today. Um, the Fangio firing in Dolphins land has been reported as they mutually agreed to part ways. Fangio is now being rumored to be headed to the Eagles. Aaron, why is that a problem for the Cowboys? Well, because they play them twice. And Fangio has seemingly had their number. And a few years ago, Aaron, how long has it been? Three years ago, Fangio was with the
2: Broncos, with the
1: Broncos yeah. and he clowned on the Cowboys. For some reason, I remember that game as being close to Thanksgiving. If it was, wasn't was Thanksgiving, it was right around then. And, and he spent the rest of the season talking about the blueprint and, and how to beat the Cowboys. So that's probably not great news for the Cowboys that Fangio may join, join up with the Eagles. Um, and then I like this one, Aaron, the, uh, the chiefs tied in, you know, uh, Mahomes has said of him, Travis has always been Travis. And he hasn't changed since he's been with Taylor Swift. I can't believe that in the midst of these enormous games that we're still hearing that. All right, let's go to the Bay, and let's hear from Matt Lively, the, uh, the, the guy who covers the Niners. He joins us next.
3: Join us for the Baylor Coaches Show this Thursday, live from Rudy's with the voice of the Bears, John Morris.